Thanks for tuning in. I'm Michael Watson, and this is the Influence Watch podcast. In this episode, a liberal operative is arrested for attacking a GOP staffer, a liberal movie funded by big money attacks big money, and an ex-Republican turned failed Democratic candidate does legal work for big labor. In Nevada, a tracker, a political operative who follows candidates around with a camera trying to trick them into saying embarrassing things, working for the left-wing super PAC American Bridge, was arrested after allegedly assaulting a Republican Party staffer. The tracker, Mike Stark, allegedly cornered the staffer, seized her arm, and twisted it behind her back. The staffer shared pictures showing bruising after the incident. Now, at Capital Research Center, we had a run-in with Stark at the Conservative Political Action Conference back in February, which was recorded on our podcast episode 12. Uh, he asked if there were any left-of-center donor-advised fund providers. Donor-advised funds are these funding vehicles that allow donors to gain a layer of anonymity. And there's a, a center-right one called Donors Trust. Now, uh, our president, Scott Walter, quite clearly pointed out that there is the Tights Foundation, uh, which is the left-wing donor-advised fund provider, and that pretty much covered his question. His, his now former employer, American Bridge, is one of a number of left-wing groups uh, known as the Broctopus, associated with turncoat conservative activists turned Clinton family, political consultant, consigliere, not quite sure, David Brock. On a previous episode of the podcast, we discussed the network network in detail, uh, and that was in episode 11. American Bridge is the main explicitly political arm of the network, and it focuses on conducting opposition research against Republican candidates and doing this tracking of their activities. American Democracy Legal Fund and Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington are two nonprofit organizations that engage in strategic litigation and advocacy against Republicans and business groups ostensibly for their ethical problems. And then you have ShareBlue Media, which is a liberal blog network that Brock had hoped to grow into what he called the Breitbart of the left. American Bridge, for its part, is tied to some of the biggest funders on the left. Hedge fund billionaire George Soros... Uh, the medical device heiress, Colorado Democracy Alliance Gang of Four member. This was the back in 2006, the funders who founded the prototype for the National Democracy Alliance of Liberal Donors were in Colorado, and one of their four core members uh, was Pat Stryker. You also have the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees Government Worker Union. And Getty Oil heiress turned environmentalist funder Ann Earhart, uh, who have all written six-figure checks to American Bridge just in the 2018 election cycle. For Stark's part, this is not his first run-in with the law while working for the Broctopus. In 2017, while with Cher Blue, he was arrested and later convicted for disorderly conduct uh, as a result of an altercation he had with Fairfax County Police while he was tracking uh, unsuccessful Republican gubernatorial candidate Ed Gillespie. In 2018, he was arrested for allegedly shoving an aide to Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke, although he was later acquitted of the charges after some inconclusive video evidence came out. Uh, and obviously he was fired after his latest run-in with the law. Capital Research Center President Scott Walter showed how data from our InfluenceWatch.org website can be used to support policy arguments with his op-ed in the Wall Street Journal tracking the money behind Dark Money, a liberal documentary film purporting to show how secret right-of-center influencers are destroying the state of Montana with big political spending, which was published this week. As it turns out, that film is a project of big left-of-center political influencers throughout the nonprofit world. Uh, first and foremost among them is the Ford Foundation, which was, until recently, the largest private advocacy philanthropy. 
depending on how you count, it's either number two or number three as of today. So name a left-leaning organization. Alliance for Justice, Brookings Institution, Center for Popular Democracy, Enroll America, Make the Road New York, Natural Resources Defense Council, Planned Parenthood, Tides Foundation. All of them have received money from the Ford Foundation. And that is by no means an exhaustive list. The, the list of Ford grant recipients comprises almost all of the most prominent left-wing organizations. Sure enough, the Ford Foundation's Just Films project, a funder of left-wing documentaries, was given top billing for funding dark money. There's also the Cross Currents Foundation, which is an illustration of just how partisan a nonpartisan tax-exempt organization can be once you pass the surface. Cross Currents is led by Ken Grossinger, a former AFL-CIO and SCIU strategist. He's now a Democratic political consultant, working for Democracy Partners, one of the more prominent Democratic political consultancies. Grossinger also chairs the board of the Alliance for Justice, one of the leading groups that opposed the confirmation of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. And then we have the Sundance Institute, which is more than the film festival of the same name. Robert Redford's organization takes substantial funding from left-wing foundations and individuals that it then spends supporting advocacy filmmaking, like Dark Money. And there's an important message here. The tax-deductible, foundation-funded, left-wing, but totally nonpartisan and educational advocacy that the Ford Foundation, Cross Currents, and Sundance are engaging in vastly outweighs both the dark money that the film is attacking and also the right-of-center, totally nonpartisan educational advocacy. Uh, by the, an estimate that Capital Research Center conducted, it was somewhere between three and four to one, the liberal advantage in that sort of activism. For more, read Scott's piece, The Dark Money That Funded Dark Money, at the Wall Street Journal. And our final item continues with the David Brock theme. Failed Democratic U.S. Senate candidate, wait, I must follow the official mainstream media style guide, former George W. Bush ethics lawyer Richard Painter has demanded that two Republican members of the National Labor Relations Board, the country's chief arbiter of union management disputes, recuse themselves from a crucial case pitting the Service Employees International Union against McDonald's. For some background, SEIU wants to unionize McDonald's restaurants, which are mostly independently owned and operated franchises and they want to unionize them at the national level from the top down. They hope, by trashing McDonald's brand in a corporate campaign called Fight for 15, they can get the labor board to consider McDonald's Corporation, the branding company in Illinois, jointly liable for employment decisions by these independent franchise operators. The old National Labor Relations Board, with a majority of Obama administration appointees, said, essentially, yep, that sounds good, and filed a series of cases. The SEIU, of course, staunchly supported President Obama's election, uh, with Andy Stern bragging about the tens of millions that he spent when he was president of the SEIU in 2008. After the 2016 election, there was a new majority on the National Labor Relations Board. And the Trump administration appointees have been more skeptical. The way the National Labor Relations Board works, the president's party is given a one-vote majority. Currently, there's a vacancy, but vacancy doesn't affect the majority threshold. If the SEIU can disqualify two Republican members of the board, the SEIU would win. Thus, the union has made a number of demands that the Republican members recuse themselves. 
these would set an entirely novel precedent. If the SEIU's interpretation of recusal were true, liberal members under the Obama administration, many of whom were recruited directly from unions, would probably also have needed to recuse themselves. One of Obama's appointees to the labor board was Craig Becker, who was associate general counsel at various points in his career of both the SEIU and the AFL-CIO. And he served from 2010 to 2012. So back to Painter. Why would former George W. Bush ethics lawyer Richard Painter side with the Service Employees International Union, one of the biggest funders of Democrats? Well, it's probably because Mr. Painter is now a professional liberal. Of course, earlier this year, he was defeated in a Democratic primary from the United States Senate from Minnesota, and he's also vice chair of Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, which I mentioned earlier, part of the broader Broctopus. And take a guess who funds Crew. Among other major liberal organizations, labor unions. Most notably and most recently, the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees Government Worker Union, but in past years, it's included the SEIU. That said, don't expect the press to drop the former George W. Bush ethics lawyer tag anytime soon. To say the liberal vice chair of a liberal group funded by liberal special interests writes a letter calling on Republicans to side with the liberal special interests, well, that's the ultimate dog bites man story. That's our show for this week. If you're listening to this on YouTube, we encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you have subscribed, thank you. And please leave us a five-star rating. We'll see you next week.